Songezo Mapeke on SAFM. Dr. Nomfundomnisi, a veterinarian and a founding member of the Dr. Nomfundomnisi Foundation, which focuses on animal health awareness creation, is our guest. But specifically because two months ago we spoke to and about 750 Amped initiative that looks to combat the panic, stigma, misinformation and disinformation about COVID-19, particularly amongst socially vulnerable communities and areas with high transmission potential. We continue that conversation now and just find out in terms of the work so far that has been done, what is going on that we don't know now. And of course, because of the changed circumstances and the facts and the attitudes and the science behind COVID-19 and everything to do with that, what has been the response and work of 750 Amped? Dr. Mnisi, good evening. Thank you for your time. Good evening, Sangervo, and thank you for having me. It's an honor. It's an honor to have you here. First of all, I hope you are well. Secondly, what can you tell us, which is now, well, the deep work of 750 Amped, because at least we are a lot wiser now than than we were the last time we spoke, and therefore you've been able to develop protocols and systems, and even be able to get some IP that is useful for decision makers, both in the private sector and presumably in government. What can you tell us then, the initiative so far, 750 Amped? Great. Thank you, Sangrezo. I am well, thank you. Um, Let me just make it clear, um, Sangrezo, that I am here representing the health and welfare sector who, uh, who have funded the 750 Amped. So I am not a representative of 750 and directly we are funding them to continue to do the project and um, and create awareness about COVID-19. Now, well. like, you, like you've spoken about it two months ago, you know the story. So they've employed this number of um, youth and most of them are women. And this is why you're talking about them today. So one of the the things that they were doing, they're going out there to promote, uh, to create awareness in terms of controlling the, the virus, the coronavirus, and targeting hotspots, targeting uh, rural areas where you know information doesn't is not easily accessible. And why the 750, like they've employed 750 youth uh, who are mainly women, and then the like 10 per, per area, you know, targeting those. Um, those hotspots, as I've indicated, and the the impact has been great. The where, where they've been, they've made, they have they have created the awareness. They are, it's not done. They are still continuing, and through that, you know, uh, creating the awareness. Also, there was employment for the for the for the for the, for, for the ten years, you know, in that area. So that's what has happened so far, Sangeza. Let's talk about the fact that this is a health and wellness CETA um, initiative, at least that's the hat that you are wearing now, because, of course, in this time, everybody is vulnerable, but more especially, probably, young people. And funnily enough, it is my view, and I put it to you, that young people are probably in as good a position now to make an impact, with, of course, the support of the CETAs out there, health and wellness, no less. Can we spend a bit more time focusing on how young people then have been co-opted, if not as community care workers or those part of the campaign strategy that you have disseminated out there in the community to make these tangible changes have been used for the purposes of making sure that COVID doesn't ultimately overwhelm us as a society? Yes, certainly, Songezo. 
So what has happened is the the 750 m they will they will they will appoint young people in the area making use of the local people you know not getting dr Nisi who who, who, who who cannot speak Fitzwana, you know uh, local people who will understand so first they were told they were taught themselves that those uh, young people what is covid so that when they go out there they they understand themselves now that has made it easier for the communities to understand because if you you're talking to 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 the young men to to the young women from next door you'll understand better than when you're talking to when you are told by a stranger about covid yes so yes so 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 that is why then this um this initiative has been has been uh, has been one of the you know the the projects that uh HWCR, you know has funded because it was it came at a time when 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 the country was in panic you know as much as we we, we do not say it but it, it was panic we didn't know what was happening and i would like to indicate that you know as HWCR, we were by the before we even had the first case in south africa we we we, we anticipated something like this and we invited our stakeholders you know to so that they can uh, make their proposals in order to see how how we can uh, assist as the as the sector in controlling you know in getting ready like you know a contingency plan and so so this was done already as uh, years of by by march by the time we had um it, it, i mean the finalization of the of the project so by the time we had the the the, the cases then we were ready uh, through this project and others that we have, it's not the only project that we have that is con- concentrating on COVID-19. This is one of them. Mm-hmm. So by that yes. time, we were ready um, to go and create awareness about ab- about the virus. And this specific one was was um, because it is youth. It, it, it's a youth initiative, and it uses local people. And those local people, they are they are equipped. They you know they are given this the skills and also. They are also taught, you know, to stand for themselves. They are not going to be funded by HWCTA forever and ever. I mean, they are also taught, you know, that after this, they should be able to stand for themselves and create more uh, opportunities. Let's take a short break with that comment, please, Dr. Nomfundomnisi, who is the chairperson of the Health and Welfare Sector Education and Training Authority. We do return. Let's please also get some comments from you. If you have in any way been part of the 750 Amped or you have worked with some of the sponsors, partners and supporters, particularly the HWCTA, give us a call on 891 Send your SMSs or WhatsApps on the facility available. They are up and running now and we will be happy to oblige reading out your messages or playing out your voice notes after the break we wrap up the conversation with dr Mies. sms safm now on 41391 and fastest to the dial are Jose Andre or Jose Andre in Johannesburg, followed by Stemmer in Pretoria. Let's go straight to the callers, after which Dr. Nisi will respond. Good evening, Jose. Yes, and a very good evening to Dr. Nisi. Mm. 
Yes, so, so, so I'm calling you from uh, PAX Advisory, and um, we we were fortunate to have partnered with um, uh, the Health and Welfare Sector Education and Training Authority um, in respect of the um, 750M initiative. And I just wanted to take this time to publicly thank um, Dr. Misi and her team at the CETA um, for the great vote of confidence that they have placed um, on us as young people and the, um, the vote of confidence, which, which is in essence been to help us as young people to reassert our sense of agency, particularly at a, at a time of crisis. Um, and, and I think that it is, it is quite apt that you are speaking to the good doctor um, um, on the occasion of Women's Month um, because in her and her team, um, we have seen, you know, the, the incredible value that um, women's leadership um, can bring to society. I mean, it, it's a tremendous responsibility that we've been entrusted with, um, and we continue to enjoy um, nothing but uh, tremendous support from from the good doctor and her team, and that has enabled us to to touch the lives of many South Africans across the 45 locations where the campaign is presently active. Um, Excellent. Giving these young people a, a sense of livelihood, but also ensuring that the most vulnerable communities um, in, in our country have access to critical information at a time of crisis. And for that, we, we commend the, doc, the, the, the good doctor and, and, and her team at the CETA. Fantastic, my brother. Thank you so much, Jose Andre, calling us from PEX Advisory here in Johannesburg. In a minute and a half as well, because Jose Andre was good to time. Stemmer, I'm expecting the same from you. Good evening. Thanks for calling. Um, good evening, and good evening, good evening to Dr. Mnisi as well. I'm calling from the point of view uh, of somebody who's got a passion for skills development. And uh, I have been seeing a lot of work that, that Dr. Mnisi has been doing in actually selling out the kind of work that the HWC is doing. And in this particular month of Women's Month, I really wanted to compliment her and commend her for the good work that she's doing. I would love to wish her well. Um, also, please make sure, Dr. Amnesty, that you know, this uh, pandemic that we are going through, that we can have people benefiting. Like, you know, if you look at the 1918 Spanish flu, a lot of entrepreneurs in the medical sector, they came from it. The last financial uh, crisis that we had, a lot of people emerged very successful in terms of making sure they can benefit from it. And from this one, we are expecting a lot of innovation, a lot of medical innovation. That must make sure that the next cycle you know, of the economy is driven by health. And I'm hoping that the CETA can make sure that the youth, especially the women youth, can take advantage of the situation that we are facing and so that we can create an entrepreneur's out of this um, situation. And thank you very much. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Babu Stemo. I appreciate your call. Um, Dr. Mnisi, you seem to be making genuine impact in the community. Let's listen to one more voice note before we have your final contributions. Hello, hi, my name is Pumzile Mbe. I study project <laughs> management fundamentals and public admin. I am part of the 750M campaign, capturing data. It's such an honor and a privilege to be part of the campaign because I was unemployed for some time sitting at home. For me, being able to be part of this campaign made me gain a lot of experience, seeing that we had no knowledge regarding COVID-19. I am aesthetic to play part 
in our community of Alexandra regarding COVID-19. It's a very difficult time right now for people. People are unemployed and some have been returned. We appreciate the 750M campaign. We appreciate the chairperson in studio. She's such an amazing woman. You really inspire, inspire us to be better women and happy Women's Month to you and the listeners. Dr. Mnisi, well, you don't have to reiterate those comments, wow. but I just do want to respond to one particular point, which touches on Stemma as well as Pumzile, in terms of not just the absorption of young people, but the development thereof. In other words, the, 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 the temporary jobs potentially being made permanent, but specifically to Stemma's point, the innovation that may come from that. What do you anticipate happening in these many relationships that you have, ultimately responding to the myriad of challenges South Africa faces, not least the health challenges, as well as the youth unemployment? What can you say in relation now to what we can look forward to after COVID? In two minutes, please. Yes, like I've indicated earlier on that 750M is one of the projects that we have. So we have other projects that are, that are focusing on other areas and ensuring that after COVID we are ready for whatever crisis that may come, you know, is, is something that the CETA is looking at and this youth that we are already in our employment, you know, they are they are already at an advantage because they already know that they are already within the system and they are already gaining the skills that they, you know, that is being provided. So we, we do not want to drop them after this contract uh, expires. We want to see them standing on their own. So that is in our that that is in our plan to ensure that after this contract that they have with us to to create awareness of COVID, they are able to move forward and. The, the, the other projects that we have, they're also looking at um, the ways in which um, uh, the, like the control measures can be improved. And all those, after we've concluded now, uh, hopefully with, with, with COVID, then we will now, actually, we're not going, we're not waiting for, you know, to conclude COVID. In the process, we are evaluating this project and we see what is the best that is coming from this one. And we now get uh, all those things together and then we move with that forward. Fantastic. It sounds like there's a plan for maximum utility, not just of the human resource, but also the IP that you would have generated, which would have been spurred by COVID-19 for the greater benefit of the country on the other side of COVID, which we certainly do anticipate, I would even dare say, before long. Doc, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. And might I add what Pumzi Stemmer, as well as Jose Andre have said, keep up the good work. We do need good news, as is these. Thank you so much, Sanguiz, and thank you for the great comments from the from the callers. And we will continue with the uh, with the good work. Indeed, thank you so much, Dr. Amnesi. Let's take a short ad break before we talk to Brian Van Royen and Mandla Lamba of Verity Hurst and Labat Africa.